Welcome to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church. Get it, got it, give it. Here in The Sweat Room, we dive into today's questions about sports and faith. And now, here's your hosts, Noah and Bjorn. Well, welcome to The Sweat Room, everybody. Today, Bjorn is interviewing his dad, Matthew Webb. Bjorn, you want to tell us a little about what's going on today? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I'm going to be talking with my dad, uh, Matthew Webb. He uh, is the husband of the best mom in the world, uh, Betsy Webb, and he's the father (laughs) of seven kids. Uh, He has two twin daughters, Emma and Esther Webb, who are both both, uh, collegiate soccer coaches now, Uh, myself as the middle child, and then my two younger brothers who are also twins, and they are uh, going to be freshmen at Houghton College next year. Uh, My dad has gotten his PhD from Regent University in 2008 in organizational leadership. Uh, he started working at, at Houghton College uh, 20-some years ago, and he started off uh, as the resident director in one of the residence halls. Uh, he helped out as the assistant coach for the women's soccer team for four years, and then he was the assistant coach for the men's soccer team for seven years, uh, and then after that, he transitioned as the head coach of the men's soccer team for 15 years. Um, now, he has been serving as the athletic director uh, for a couple years, and Houghton College is a small Christian liberal, liberal arts college in Western New York uh, that has 16 intercollegiate sports teams, and they compete in the Empire 8 Athletic Conference, and it is a Division three school. I think he does a, a wonderful job leading that program as he's learned so many things over the past uh, 20-some years working at this college, 25 years or so. Uh, and yeah, so welcome to the sweat room, Matthew Webb. Thank you, Bjorn. We're glad to have you here, and we're glad to, you know, pick your brain about some things. Um, But before we get into some, um, maybe some deeper questions, I want to just ask you, just what is one of your favorite memories, or what are some of your favorite memories from sports, whether coaching, playing, watching sports, just throughout your years? Um, Probably one of my favorite things has been coaching all of my kids in different capacities, whether it be at small youth tournaments or coaching you in your four years at Houghton playing soccer for me and then actually tennis one year. Um, that's probably one of my favorite uh, memories, which is all, a lot of memories, I suppose. Um, a couple things that stick out in my mind, some significant, some just sort of funny. I'm uh, watching my daughters play in the national championship game mm. uh, in the NCCAA and winning it in penalty kicks. Uh, that was just a blast being there, um, right on the field, actually. Well, and as as your wife always says, my mom, winning's not everything, but it's sure a lot more fun. Sure a lot more fun. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so uh, it's not all about wins and losses, but it's sure more fun. Um, But one that sticks out, and I tell this story a lot, is uh, I had a player one time who uh, we had practice on Thursday night. It was in the spring, so it was in our spring practice season. And uh, we had a scrimmage scheduled for that Saturday. And Friday morning, I get a text from my player who said, Coach, uh, I, I just I got a concussion. I don't think I'm going to be able to play tomorrow. <laughs> and I started trying to think back to practice the night before. I'm like, when did he get hit? I didn't remember him getting hit. So I called him back. I said, what happened in practice last night? I said, I don't remember anything with anybody getting hurt. He goes, no, it wasn't practice last night. He goes, I was in the bathroom this morning, going to the bathroom, and the next thing I know, I woke up on the floor. Oh, my goodness. And so <laughs> he had fallen off the toilet and 
knocked himself out on the floor, <laughs> hitting his head on the tile floor, and got a concussion. Oh, my goodness. So he was out for the scrimmage the next day. So not, <laughs> probably not a favorite memory, but a funny memory for sure that's sort of a fun story to tell. Oh, but, that's a good one. I'm sure he won't forget that one. Or maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't even remember that. No, he remembers <laughs> it because every time I see him, I bring it up. Remember oh, that yeah. time you fell off the toilet? So anyhow, yeah, that's... So, the relationships, though, is the funnest part. Just, just the relationships with the players that I've had um, and maintaining those once they've gone uh, on to other things. So, yeah. Yeah, sure. No, that's that's so good. That's fun. Yeah. So uh, I guess a, a blanket statement that I would like to ask you, um, and I, I know for me personally, sports have had a huge impact on my faith, my faith journey growing up. Um, but for you, have sports impacted your faith? Uh, and if so, how have they? Yeah, I mean, sports, you know, as a player, then as a coach, now as an administrator, um, I mean, I see the value of sports in the formation, um, you know, in someone's life. And I think for me, um, the relationships that you form and build in in the life laboratory of a, of a team uh, learning to deal with conflict, learning to deal with frustration, learning to deal with injury, um, all of those kinds of things when you're relating with other people, with your when you're relating to sort of psychological, emotional ups and downs, um, forces a reliance on God and, and sort of pushes you back to that relationship. Um, I think one of the challenges in sports is that for many, many people, and for me, uh, for a long, long time, um, my identity was wrapped up in who I was as a soccer player hmm. and sort of my ability and talent as an athlete. Sure. And I think for many, many, many young people, that's where identity is wrapped up in. And um, But as someone said to me at one point, and, and as I've said to people over the years, you know, eventually sport is going to let you down. Hmm. You're not always going to be able to go out and play soccer at a high level. Um not that I ever played at a high, high level, but I can't play anywhere near to the level that I used to play <laughs> now. And so, um, you know, soccer has let me down in that regard. Mm. Um, but God will never, ever let you down. And and your identity, your ability in sport uh, is, is sort of immaterial to who we are as creations mm. uh, of Christ. So and so I think the context of sport, though, is one that's really a whole encompassing um, sort of educational experience for, for somebody in terms of figuring out who you are and learning to deal with disappointments and uh, ups and downs. And I just know as a coach, so, so many conversations I've had with players over the years about sort of who their identity is and who the, what their value is within a team. Uh, people who think, well, I don't play very much, so I'm not valuable. Um, that kind of conversation just leads to, well, where do you derive self-worth? Where, where does your value come from? If it's all based on how good you are as an athlete, you'll never, ever be satisfied because it's going to let you down. It has to come from who you are in Christ. Um, and anyone who's ever coached knows that everybody on the team is valuable. I, I'll, I'll never forget a conversation I had with one of my former players who was a backup goalkeeper. And that's probably one of the hardest positions to play because you don't sub out goalkeepers in, mm. in the course of a game. And he was just struggling with his value on the team. And I said, you'll never understand it until you yourself are a coach how valuable a backup goalkeeper is sure. for the team. 
And and uh, I'm not sure he ever fully embraced that during his time playing for me, but I think he understands that a whole lot better now because mm-hmm. he's coaching, and I think okay. he sees that and, and realizes that. But I think understanding who you are and where your self-worth comes from, I think sports helps push us in that direction because you're going to be faced with adversity in sport. You're going to be faced with disappointment. You're going to be faced with, with injury, with letdown, with whatever. And, and how you respond to that I think is really, really important. And, and understanding where our identity comes from, I think sport helps push us in that direction. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's so good. And I, I know remembering back, and this sort of sparked this uh, this memory for me of something that I've heard you say and some other coaches say, um, that you know when you were coaching, you used to say something about you know when your players finish going through your program, you hope something. And now that you're athletic director and you're sort of um, helping train other coaches on, on um, you know, how to do their job best and, and coach their teams. Um, could you maybe share with us um, what that is that you tell your, co- your players or yeah. you have sort of had before? Yeah, I mean, so, I, I mean, my, the context that I've spent my whole career in is in higher education. And so the vast, vast majority of athletes that come through Houghton are not going to go on and play professional sports. Um, and so... Uh, I mean, on occasion, we've had a few that have gone on and, you know, lower level pro sports, but not not real often. And I've always said, we're not in the business of producing professional athletes, mm. where at the Division One level, Duke, North Carolina, basketball, you know, you, you, that might be sort of the the, the, the objective. Mm-hmm. But that's not our objective. And And I've always said, my biggest hope is that when players come out of my program, they're prepared to be better employees, better husbands, better dads than they might otherwise have been. And that's not to say that that's a whole, that's that's the that's the only thing that the Houghton soccer program did or athletic program does. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a byproduct of their full experience uh, at the college. Um, and it's even more a byproduct of how they were raised by their parents. But to me, one of the most rewarding things that I ever experienced in coaching is when someone goes through a program, leaves the program, stays in touch with me and then gets back to me and said, hey coach, just want to let you know I just got engaged, mm. get invited to a wedding, and then maybe two, three years later, hey coach, just want to let you know my wife and I are expecting a baby. And the fact that they want me to know that as their former coach feels good and it, it's it's a byproduct of the relationship that we have. But to me, that's evidence that they learned something in their experience in athletics here in our program that's helped prepare them for those particular roles that they're going to play. And and there's no more important role that anybody's going to ever play than in being a spouse or being a parent. Mm. Um, employee would be the third one. And and uh, and so it's just, it's reward. It, it, you know, we don't have 100% success stories, but uh, a lot. And uh, those are the most important things to me um, as they come through our program and that I think sport helps provide a context for developing character traits, habits, um, that will help in those mm. endeavors. So. Yeah. No, that's so good. And I, you know, I, I remember when I, when I was a student at Houghton, um, we always talked about the idea of we are student athletes and, you know, student comes before athlete in that phrase for a reason. And, you know, yes, we're a part of a, an educational institution and we are students and our classes come first. Uh, but athlete is a part of that. And, um, could you maybe share, you know, 
you've, you've talked a little bit about this, but why, um, why to you sports and athletics are an important part of education? Yeah, I just think it's part of developing the whole person. I mean, mm-hmm. the academic experience, you know, you go through college and you learn a particular discipline. Now at a liberal arts college, you get a little broader um, exposure to a broader area in academia. But you obviously, you eventually choose a major and you specialize in business or education or philosophy or whatever it might be. Um, so you get a specialized focus in in a particular academic discipline. Well, that's you know that's a big part in terms of training the mind and learning to be thinkers and um, solving you know real real world problems and sort of the development of of the of the brain of the mind. Um, and there's obviously spiritual development that goes with that. But I think there's a whole element um, that sport helps create that's not only the physical training and, and development of our, of our bodies, but also being immersed in a team is probably unlike any other experience you're going to have in terms of learning to work with people. Mm. And obviously the, the classroom experience, there's dialogue, there's interaction. But within a team... The level of intimacy is heightened. Um, those are typically going to be your best friends. And in any group like that, there's going to be conflict. There's going to be tension. <laughs> and, I, you know, I say to people all the time, I said, any team, any group you're ever a part of, pick out your sandpaper person. There's going to be at least one. There's sure. going to be someone in that group that sort of rubs you the rough, you know, rubs you the wrong way a little bit. And learning how to deal with that is just a critical skill because mm. you're going to be faced with that um, when you leave college, you're going to be faced with that in the workplace. You're going to be faced with that in, you know, in your church and wherever, whatever body of people you decide to uh, be part of, you're going to have that. And so the skill set that's learned within that context in a team while you're in college, which is some of the most formative years of, of, of someone's life in terms of solidifying what you believe for yourself. And, mm. and um, because, you know, what mom and dad said isn't always good enough anymore for a reason you know, for something. And um, it's just during that time, I just think the athletic experience um, just facilitates a whole lot of potential for learning those kinds of things. Obviously, in addition to the sports, you know, learning how to be a better volleyball player or field hockey player or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the bigger purpose and the bigger value is the experience gained on being part of a team. You just can't replace it in another right. in another uh, milieu or context. So... Yeah, no, that's that's so good. I love that. Um, so I think the 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 last question that we're going to really talk about today, and I want to spend a little bit of time on this, is uh, sort of an age old question, a broad question that I've heard a lot of different responses on. But we want to hear what you have to say, um, just regarding the question of does God care about sports? So what what do you think? Does God care about sports? Um, I don't think so. I think God cares about people. And maybe within that context of God caring, well, I don't think God cares about people. I know he cares about people. I know he (laughs) loves us. Um, And because he loves us, he cares about what we are passionate about and what we enjoy. You know, scripture talks about him wanting to give us the desires of our, if we seek after him, he wants to give us the desires of our hearts. And so, I mean, I love sport. I love following sport. Um, not having sports now and during this time of the coronavirus <laughs> is like I'm realizing sort of there's this void. I don't get to check basketball box scores and so forth. But um, I think God cares about it to the because we care about it. But I don't think inherently 
sort of in a void and all on its own, God really cares about sports because I think he created people and, mm. and I think he, he loves us. And so within that context, he, he likes it. But I'm not sure God cares about winning and losing nearly as much as we do. Sure. Um, he probably, I think he would care a whole lot more about the process than he would about the results. Mm. Um, and I think he's competitive. I think he's, um, you know, Jesus got angry in the marketplace. He has emotion and, and he would care about things. But um, I think sport has its value in what the context of sport can help provide and in, in who we become mm. as young men and women than just the pure inherent sure. sport itself. So I think what, I, what I'm hearing you say, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that... Um, you know, God, God loves people. You said that, um, as a result of that, God can like sport because of, of what, um, what it can, what it can give us. Now, obviously there's bad things that can come from sport, just like everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think what I also hear you saying is God doesn't necessarily care about the results of sports. He doesn't necessarily care about the winning and losing per se, but more about the process of what, you know, maybe how you win or how you lose. Is that what I'm hearing you say as well or no? Well, I yeah, I think so. And I mean, as you were just sort of framing that question, I couldn't help but think of, uh, and this is something I've been talking a lot about just this past year, is uh, the story of Eric Little, which, mm. as, as you'll probably remember, you know, uh, an Olympian uh, years and years ago from Scotland who was convicted about not competing on Sundays because of his his belief system in terms of recognizing the Sabbath. Um, and within a lot of that conflict, uh, there's a real famous saying that came out of the movie Chariots of Fire, but that, that Eric Little had said was, as he was confronted with going to China, which is where he was called to go to spread the gospel as a missionary, um, he was sort of delaying that departure because he was wanting to compete in the Olympics and, and compete. And his sister sort of confronted him on that. And, you know, his response was, yeah, I know God's called me to China. But he also has made me fast, and mm. when I run, I feel his pleasure. And that that line, that idea that in his competing, in his training to be fast, he feels God's pleasure in doing it. And to that degree, I think that's how God cares about it. God has gifted all of us with many different things. Some mm. of us with athletic qualities, some of us with you know musical qualities, artistic quality, whatever they might be. Um, and if we're not using those to glorify him, if we're not using those and feeling his pleasure, uh, if it's just a laborious thing, if it's just painful and there's no enjoyment, and um, you know, are you doing it for the right reason? Are you doing it as an expression of your faith? Um, you know, one of our former coaches doesn't coach here at Houghton anymore, but coached our women's soccer program for many, many years. David Lewis, Lewis uh, always used to refer to the soccer field as an altar. Mm. And he said, expressing our worship to God through demonstrating our athletic qualities is the same kind of thing as expressing our worship to God in song while we're in a worship service. Or, mm. um, and he would always frame the soccer field as sort of a 90-minute worship experience in terms mm. of using our gifts to glorify God and that that was the altar upon which we laid those gifts. And so that's a real interesting concept um, because we fail on that altar a sure. lot of times on the field, do things, say things, act, you know, uh, maybe not the right way in response to what's happening uh, in, on, on the field. But right. um, I think that I, that whole concept of, you know, do you feel God's pleasure 
when you compete mm. is, is a question that we as Christians uh, need to ask ourselves. Because um, if we're not, are we doing it for the right reasons? Right. And, and um, if you can find that enjoyment in it in terms of pleasing God, uh, that's, that's what we ought to be striving for. And I think to get back to sort of your question, I think it, in that rela- related to that is that the process, how we compete, mm. is, is really, really important. Um, do, we set our, do we look any different? You know, or are we looking for loopholes and looking for ways to cheat the game? Well, as long as the ref doesn't see it, it's okay. Whereas sort of the culture of sport in our world might say, yeah, that's okay. Right. If the ref doesn't see it and you trip a guy, yeah, that's good. That's fine. As long as you got away with it, whatever it takes to win, you know, get whatever advantage you, you can. Well, within the Christian ethic, is that okay? You know, yeah. and so that's something that I think we as Christians are called to sort of wrestle with within the context of sport, is how do we how do we merge our Christian ethic of what's right and wrong, within the culture of sport, which might have a different acceptable level of what's right and wrong. Sure. sure. Um, and uh, one thing you can do is just sort of flee from that 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 conflict and just avoid it, or you can face it head on, mm. which is difficult, but I think it's something we're called to do. Yeah, no, that, that's so good. And I think in your in your response there, um, I think I heard you talk a lot about why we play sports and, and what 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 our reasons are um, for competing, for training, for playing. And you know, when I when I hear you talk about you know Eric Little and God made him fast and him recognizing that that was a gift and ability that was given to him from God, and that's a gift and ability that he couldn't. He couldn't just ignore. He couldn't not use that gift, and mm-hmm. and I see that uh, for myself as I'm in you know in my my young career and I'm I'm working in sports with a lot of kids and adults and coaches. Uh, I see that you know God has given me a gifting and a passion for sports, and this is something that I love. And going back to your response earlier, God loves people, so God loves me, and God loves that I love sports. Mm-hmm. I think he loves that about me. And as the body of Christ, we are all different parts of the body. We all have different roles. Just, you know, going back to what you mentioned about a team, a backup goalkeeper has a different role on a team than maybe the starting forward or even the starting goalkeeper mm-hmm. or the coach. They all have different roles. And I think that's, uh, you know, God has given people giftings and passions for sports. And he wants us to use those for his kingdom, just like he wants, um, you know, Lauren Daigle. He wants her to use her gifting and ability to sing and through music, he wants her to use that to glorify him. And so I think that's, you know, one of the, one of the things that I've seen through, through my years is this sort of separation between faith and sports and, uh, the lack of being able to show your faith through your sports. And when you step on the field, the lack of the ability for myself. I, you know, I had struggled with this. Is when I step on the field, okay, now I'm a soccer player. When I step off the field, okay, now I'm a Christian again. And like sort of that 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 separation where instead like no, God has called us to 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 live for him and to love him and to glorify him in all that we do, including sports. And if that's something that that we're going to take part in, then I think it's 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 so important to to do that and to glorify him through our sports and to feel his pleasure when we play so that really that why um anyways those were just some thoughts that i had um as you were talking as well relating to that um do you have anything else you would like to uh share with our listeners before we wrap up today um 
just anything that, that maybe um, a nugget they could take home with them, maybe something that if you know you would tell yourself if you were a student playing again, um, anything like that, maybe to coaches, anything. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think so. I think this has been a good discussion. I think um, as Christians, we're called to do things well. We're called to work as to unto Him, and I think that includes how we play sports. And so, you know, I think there's you sort of alluded to it there a little bit. You know, when I step on the soccer field, I'm a soccer player. When I step back off, I'm a Christian again. Like, no, I think we're called to be a Christian on the soccer field mm. or on the basketball court or whatever it might be. And we are called and we are expected to do as well as we can. We need to be excellent at that. And winning sort of part of that equation of what it means to be excellent. That's something we talk a lot about at Houghton. Excellence for the glory of God is our mm. motto in our athletic department. And so competing hard, I, th- I think there's often there's perceptions that you can't be a Christian and a good athlete at the same time I just completely disagree with that I hmm. think as Christians we are called to be competitive and good at what we do and to do it well and we want to be successful and so it's how you do it it's results are part of that equation it's not the only thing but yeah uh, I think striving for excellence in all that we do whether that be in sport whether that be out of sport is what we're called to do as Christians and so within the context of sport which is what we're talking about today right yeah we're called to do it well and so um, if you're doing sports do it to the best of your ability because those abilities were given to you by God and he wants the best right oh that's so good well yeah thank you so much for for spending time with us today and, and sharing a little bit of what you have learned um, throughout your years working in sports and and also uh, being a Christian and integrating those two we really appreciate your time today you bet it's been great being here thanks what a great conversation it was talking with you dad thanks so much uh, Noah uh, what are your summer thoughts and takeaways from that conversation that you had yeah that was a great interview Bjorn with with you and your dad um, you could tell you two are definitely father and son, but it was well done and it was a great conversation. And I'm sure our listeners took a lot out of it. Um, I, I just loved how he opened up his, like his favorite memories was with the five of you and just coaching you guys up. And I, I'm sure that you love that as well. I mean, what, what did you think of your dad as a coach, Bjorn? I, I loved it. I really did. Uh, it was some, some really special times that we had uh, on the soccer field together as, as coach and son. Uh, it was hard at times. It really was. Uh, some of the hardest times we had together in our relationship uh, came from that coach-player relationship and trying to manage that as well as our father-son relationship. Um, I think we'd both tell you now that, uh, as my dad said, you know, we, we wouldn't trade that time for, for anything. And I definitely would go back and do it again if I had the choice to. Uh, we're, we're great friends now. And, and through some of those tough times we had together and some of those great times, our relationship has, has strengthened from there. So it was, really, yeah, it was really a powerful time being able to be coached and mentored uh, by my father. Mm. Yeah, that was great. I, I love just how you talked about how sports impacted his faith and, and what's that, how that transitions into his coaching and one of the one of the main things I talked about that I took away from your guys' conversation was was he quote this is one of his quotes and he said eventually sports is going to let you down you're not always going to play soccer at a high level and I love that because our identity is not in sports our identity is in Christ um, and and I loved how he talked about how one of the most rewarding things that he can have as a coach is the follow up those weddings. Mm. And those 
the the kids. He always says getting those when when his players reach out years later. He absolutely loved that, and I think that is just that's so powerful. Um, and and I think towards the end of Bjorn, you asked a great question of of does God care about sports? And your dad just dove right into it and just gave great answers. And, and he said, no, but God does care about people. You know, <laughs> that's just a great, simple answer of, of that interview. And he talked about how we care. He cares about what we enjoy. And that is just so true. Um, and then just finishing it off just with I, just the, the quote from, from Eric Little, the, the amazing Olympian who was an, who was a missionary and, if you guys haven't seen the movie Chariots of Fire, definitely recommend. Go watch it. Go watch it. It's a great movie. Um, but just how I love how he quoted it and just like God care, like Eric Little and just saying how God cares about him running and how that brings him glory and pleasure. I love that because God, God wants to use our gifts. So... Yeah, there was so much I could go on and on about that interview. Great job, Bjorn, with you and your dad. Super powerful. So great job. But yeah. for, week, for next week, we're going to I'm be interviewing Jake Hannon. Uh, and so here's a little excerpt of that interview. Well, the Lord, he really showed my wife and I through prayer. And as we were just driving around Buffalo, you just began to feel his presence and feel and just almost feel in our bones. Like you just know that, you know, something and he just began to give us a vision, I guess, seeing things kind of not with our eyes because what we saw with our eyes was Buffalo was the city that we love, but you know, Hey, Buffalo is one of the top 10 least Bible mined cities in, in, in the country. Right. Awesome. Well, we look forward to having you tune in next week for an interview with Jay Cannon, the Buffalo FCA director. And remember, in the sweat room, we're here to get it, got it, and give it. Thanks for listening to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church. 